can't be stopped. Um, the angels say that it is, it is happening. Yeah, it's actually quite Atlantean in its nature. Okay, and uh, that that the um, that the ancient ones that are walking around the on the earth, right. you yourself being one, um, understand this is Atlantis coming to life, and so it's that there are again some egos out there that want want us to be afraid mm -hmm. they want us to be afraid so does 5g generate more electromagnetic frequency it does but take that energy and transmute it if you take the fear out of it it can't hurt you and it won't you won't it won't fill you with toxicity um, the angels teach that truly it is your own thoughts and denying your feelings and your needs that creates toxicity and then illness so instead of looking outside of yourself at oh my goodness this 5g is horrible hey what's going on inside of you what are you what are you not communicating what what communications are you ignoring and they understand that you you got to accentuate the positive wow i feel good a little bit of feel good goes a long way you're listening to karen swain teacher of deliberate creation accentuating the positive showing you a way to a better life accentuating the positive it's not just bad it's sanity who in their right mind would accentuate anything else Hello and welcome to another show, Accentuating the Positive with Karen Swain. So wonderful to be with you again. And remember to subscribe and like the shows if you're watching on YouTube or if you're watching or listening to us on our audio podcasts and you can't put a comment under it, send me an email or go to the YouTube if you'd like to comment on the shows. I have another delightful, beautiful, angelic being to introduce you to today. Her name is Belinda Womack. Thank you so much for being on the show, Belinda. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a blessing. I have been asked, so Belinda works with the 12 Archangels and the angels asked me quite a while ago to put more angelic energy on my show to more people channeling angels. And I thought that there would be lots of them. And actually, I don't seem to find that many. There's lots of other people talking about many subjects, but uh, so you're really helping me fulfill their mission that they've asked me <laughs> to get more of that angelic message out because there's so much fear perpetuated amongst um, the minds of humans, even in the consciousness, evolving consciousness space or the new age space or whatever you want to call it. So thank you again for being on the show. Uh, I'm just going to go into your story, um, your bio. Just read your bio uh, briefly. It's quite a long bio, but it's going to explain um, how this happened to you. I like to put people's awakening stories on the show for those people who are awakening themselves. After 25 years, I'm sure you've said it many times. I have. <laughs> I hope you're not too sick of saying it over and over and over again. <laughs> no 
<laughs> but let's uh, let me just introduce you. Belinda J. Womack is a spiritual counselor, teacher, and the author of Lessons from the Twelve Archangels divine intervention in daily life a scientist by training with dual master's degree in microbiology biology and environmental science belinda was called into service by the 12 archangels while working in a in a medical university lab when she was doing a stem cell experiment for over 25 years since that meeting belinda has had an active spiritual counseling practice working with the 12 archangels to support individuals couples and families with seemingly impossible problems to solve the 12 archangels of the central sun or soul of the universe are the all-powerful and all-loving energies that pour forth from the heart of god flowing rays of singing sunshine these energies are similar to music coming from a perfectly tuned orchestra where it is difficult to distinguish one instrument from the other this is just such a beautiful description uh, anyway we'll go on from the sacred music and light of the central sun the 12 archangels created earth an amazing schoolroom established so that oneness all that is can dream a dark dream and experience the reality of fear and the illusion of being separate from the creator according to belinda we are here to learn through our experiences and choices that we are the children of the divine belinda's book lessons from the 12 archangels is a treasure chest of channeled angelic wisdom that offers clear strategies for transforming the wounds trapped within the deep subconscious that block us from experiencing positive change the guided imagery exercises integrate the healing power from our batteries of spiritual energy or chakras together with the unconditional love of the 12 archangels of the central soul i love that the central soul the central sun uh, this facilitates a vibrational super shift that moves us from focusing on our suffering here on earth to receiving heaven's abundance and joy. The purpose and experience from working with these authentic guidance in the lessons from the 12 archangels is to discover how to change our everyday realities into living on earth as we do in heaven, a place and space where we are conscious of our divinity and the healing power that lives within us. Belinda, together with the 12 Archangels, has developed a Change Your Everyday Reality to Heaven on Earth video and audio lessons, including the 12 Archangel University membership program. She also offers a twice monthly live channeling for the 12 Archangels in the Illuminating Conversations membership. So this is your membership program. Yes. Beautiful. And you can find more about Belinda at her website, belindawomack.com, W-O-M-A-C-K, for those people listening on audio. Wow, you're a busy girl. <laughs> I am, Karen, and I don't think I've ever had anyone read my entire bio, so how very generous of you. Well, it just, you know, instead of you sort of going in, it goes into it. So <laughs> let's just go over briefly, because there's so much to talk about, briefly, how this all began as i said i like to explore people's awakening journey and what i love about your story is that you're a scientist and you had that really left brain thing going on 
So for those people out there that think they're too left brain to channel angels, listen to Belinda's story. Well, I definitely had the left brain thing going on, Karen. So again, this is um, pretty close to 28 years ago now. Okay. I was working on a stem cell sample and I had my, what I call my out of laboratory experience. I found myself um, in a stone room. So I want everyone to know I was working in a sterile hood. I was holding my sample and all of a sudden the scene changed and I was somewhere else. And um, I found myself in a stone room uh, that was very, very ancient. The floor was dirt. I remember that because I thought to myself, this does not go with sterile technique. How can this be? The room had no ceiling, but this incredible ray of light came streaming through. And then Archangel Gabriel took form in that flow of light. And I knew that it was Gabriel just because of the trumpet. Um, I, I didn't know anything about angels, but I knew that Gabriel has a trumpet. And Gabriel spoke to me telepathically and said, Belinda, um, your work is going to change. We are calling you because humanity has forgotten that they're God's divine children. And so they're suffering because they don't know how to receive. And I said back to the angel with my thoughts, you've called the wrong person. I'm a biologist. I'm not sure I'm supposed to believe in angels. <laughs> For the record, I do, but I'm not, you know, I'm, um, I, it sounds like what you need is a psychologist. I don't have that kind of training. And Gabriel just said, again, all telepathically, um, all you need to know is in the book to your left. So I looked to my left and there was a huge stone book that was probably, well, it was a stone table. And on the stone table was a book that was probably, it was open, maybe three or four feet um, wide. And there was a word, one word in red fire coming out of the middle of the book that said love, very simple word. And I said, oh, okay, well, I think I can learn um, how to love. And so that was the end of that meeting. I found myself back in the lab still holding my sample. I thought I had been gone for hours. I looked at my watch and not even one minute had gone by. My whole body was vibrating like I had held on to an electric fence. I did that once as a kid. So that was my experience and that was my, that was my calling. And so then I started to meet the, the rest of the group of, of 12. The number 12 archangels, it's really symbolic. The number means evolution from their perspective, because we have 12 hours on a clock face and, and 12 months of a year. They, are, they can be infinite in number, mm -hmm. but they love to work with, that, with, with 12 because they say we human beings are cycling, we are evolving, oh, and that's what they want to help us to do. Oh, beautiful. Penny just dropped just then. Of course, they can be infinite in number because they are infinite, but they've given us this metaphor of 12 because they're working with us humans and our linear minds. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we need all these archetypal metaphor type depiction description to wrap our puny brains around them. 
Okay, well, um, <laughs> I think I've heard you say that you were quite psychic as a child, but then at some point you decided that, no, nope, I'm going to be a scientist, and you pursued mm -hmm. that, and you were successful, and right in the middle of your career, they've kind of said, right, Belinda, get to work. How long did you stay as a scientist after that? I mean, how long did you actually move out of that mainstream world into this service world? So it was a short time, maybe six or seven months. Okay. Uh, the, yeah, the angels came back to me and gave me another message. And they said, we know you're going to try to resist the call, <laughs> but you will, you will surrender. And I did. Yeah. Obviously. I surrender. Yeah, 28 years later. Uh, obviously, you've, you've, you've set this up as your sole plan to do this work. And um, I mean, they've said to you, humanity needs you. But, you know, I, I say that I attract the difference makers, the light weavers, the light workers, the new world teachers that listen to this show. So as much as the world needs you or needs I, that we need them as well, right, to spread this message of love um, over fear. And it's a simple message and it's a pure message. And the, the 12 archangels say to us, Karen, when a human being hears the truth, they feel the truth and truth opens us. Truth is a quality of unconditional love. Unconditional love is the same as God. So it's all working together. And they're very grateful for you. They say that you know that, but through Belinda, they have the opportunity to thank you a little bit more directly for your service. And um, they acknowledge that you have been sorely tested and uh, <laughs> that, they, um, that that's not the intention of the divine, but they're, they encourage you, ask for more, Karen ask for more support well this is a message you know they've given to me too and I, it's a message that i want everyone to remember that asking i think that every time i talk about the angels on the show that's the message that comes through you know you've got this group this mob this team you've got you've got these people that just are knocking themselves out wanting to help you but we have to ask because that's how it's set up here on schoolroom earth as you call it uh, the asking is the, you know, is the initiation into allowing them to do more for us, to do more for us. Yeah. It connects our consciousness, our ego with our heart and soul. That's why we human beings need to ask. And my personal way of asking is by saying thank you. Right. Thank you, 12 archangels, for saving my you-know-what. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for bringing me a person to help thank you for this thank you for that mm -hmm. absolutely before you mm -hmm. can ask yeah thank you okay i want to go a little bit into those people who don't know too much about them like who are they um what are their names and how are they serving humanity it says in your bio that they spun out from the central sun or you know they're an extension of the creator of all that is and they created schoolroom earth so the archangels the energy of the archangels designed it came up with it created this polarized environment in which we could come and experience forgetting and then remembering 
So I'm just going to bring them in because it's much easier for me to do this okay. directly. All right. Karen, we thank you for the opportunity to speak to you and to those you care about, all those people that you are teaching and helping to open and to awaken. Who are we? Who are you? We all come from the same energy. We come from the energy of love. Our mission, and we are called the 12 Archangels of the Central Sun, is to help all of divine oneness, the entire universe, to wake up to the value of love, to the glorious deliciousness the euphoria of love. Because when you work with this power, when we work with this power, all of God, the creator, oneness, expands. Schoolroom Earth is a very, very special place in the universe that has the attention of all of divine oneness not just angels and ascended masters and what you may call ETs and galactic beings, frogs and trees and whales and people. You see, schoolroom earth is the place where God's energy gets to come and be expressed. It gets to be an individual or individuated that's a tough word for Belinda to say, but we believe you understand her. It is where you get to fully experience divinity in manifestation and in action. Yet you also have the opportunity to experience the illusion of what it's like to live outside of love, outside of oneness. This experience of fear allows you to temporarily, momentarily believe that you are all alone. And in that aloneness, you have the opportunity to tap into the truth that aloneness is impossible, for you can never leave the Creator. So as you human beings learn. All of the great cosmos is learning through you to appreciate love, to have qualities that only going through schoolroom earth can teach. Compassion, sharing, receiving, giving, honoring. We may not have answered your question Exactly. But we say, beautiful one, this is our answer. Just basking, Belinda. I'm just basking. <laughs> it's hard to talk when you're basking in that energy. Of, Actually, you have answered the question beautifully. As you were talking, I was just receiving more detail to your answer. In that, um, as humans, we like to label, we like to compartmentalize, we like to separate. That's the job of our egoic mind. And so 
the 12 archangels, as we discussed, have been um, identified as name and color and individualized. But um, as, as you were talking just then, I got this sense that there really is no separation or individualization between any of them. And as you say, they're infinite. There's not 12 of them. It's just infinite energy. But it's the human mind that latches on to that, okay, what's their name and what do they look like and what do they do? <laughs> Which is a conversation that we have a lot in this, you know, like we have a lot. Uh, do we need to go into that conversation today? Well, know. just very quickly, they would like to just connect a few dots. So they say that their names are unimportant. You, the, the, they say that the celebrity angels, just because they're, humans are more familiar with these names, yeah. would be Gabriel and yeah. Michael and Raphael. Yeah. Um, but the celebrity. They're, 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 these angels and their names have been translated into indigenous languages, languages all over the world. Mm -hmm. All peoples of Schoolroom Earth know them. They may know them in a different way and in a different um, fashion. Right? They, they, may, they are also the same personalities as the planets in our solar system. So they are everywhere. So, for example, Archangel Gaia is Mother Earth. Archangel Gabriel is Mercury. Archangel Michael, of course, has to be Saturn. So they, um, and Archangel Metatron is Jupiter. So we could go through that. But again, they stop me because they say, what we want everyone to understand is that we are everywhere. And then an archangel of our family, your family, is your Mother Earth. So she's not going to allow herself to be destroyed. Is she expressing human emotion? Is she expressing everything that is the inner turmoil that has to come out into the light so that it can be transformed and healed? Absolutely. But she's not an abandoning mother. And they really want everyone to hear that. Oh, absolutely. I had this absolutely exquisite person on the show recently, a friend of mine here in Australia called Rach Moore. And she's holding ritual and events for the younger generation, or younger than us anyway. And, <laughs> and um, you know, she'd never met her spirit guide. She came and did a session with me and I like to introduce people to their team, to their mob. And straight away, she's got the 12 of them just all sitting there talking. <laughs> and what's really crazy is that she looks like a younger version of you. It's like she's got this beautiful long red hair. Obviously, she has a lineage from where you're from in Ireland and uh, beautiful blue eyes. And, yeah, so she had never really met her spirit guides and there with the 12 archangels. And she very much works with the energy of Gaia. She says that she channels Gaia. You know, she feels mm -hmm. like she channels Gaia. So um, that's so beautiful to hear that Gaia is, you know, one of the 12 archangels that, um, that uh, we're living on. We're living on. Uh, okay, that's so beautiful. I've heard you say in another uh, interview 
that all the great masters from the past are on earth at this time and all the archangels are incarnate on earth at this time because of what you've just said about Gaia not being destroyed but obviously this research this um bringing up of all the dirt that we've been through like mm-hmm. bringing up of all the distortion that we've mm-hmm. played with over the centuries to be transmuted um how do you mean that how do they mean that that they're here on earth at this time are they incarnate in physical bodies or are they um just overseeing earth as spiritual beings we're going to let them answer your question okay Karen, yes and yes. You see, because of divine oneness, we incarnate as human beings, but we also prefer to incarnate into the giant redwoods, into the whales and into the dolphins and into the elephants. You see, we are here and it's not going to help your human egos for us to point out, oh, there goes Master Jesus walking down the street, or look, there is Buddha, or oh my goodness, that's Kuan Yin. She looks so lovely today. What we say is that because of oneness, there is no separation between heaven and earth. There are different vibrations because fear lowers your experience. And it makes it feel like heaven, the place where there is no fear, must be very far away. But we say, the truth is, we are only a vibration away. We live through you. And so we feel what you feel. We think what you think. So are we walking around on your earth? And do we have egos? Yes, we do. But because we multiply, the best way to understand this is to accept there is a bit of archangel and every bit of creation on schoolroom earth. You cannot be abandoned. No matter how dark the movie may appear to be, there is light, there is love, always. We are the 12 archangels of the central sun holding schoolroom earth and every ego in the palms of our hands and with the atoms of our own beating hearts. We are with you. Ah, beautiful. (laughs) They surely (laughs) are with us today, aren't they? (laughs) They surely are. I suppose, how is it for you, Belinda, to be human incarnate with ego, mind, and to have them so channeling through you like this all the time? Is it easy? Is it challenging? (laughs) Well, Karen, um, when the whole, as you call it, the whole mob 
when the whole mob comes through, it is very expansive and euphoric for me. I would have to say, and I don't do any drugs, but it's like the, the drug of pure love. So I feel um, very high. And what I have had to do is be very responsible for my own human vibration and my own human ego. I have to walk what they teach me. I really do. Yes. Um, because otherwise my vibration can slip down the old rabbit hole and then I, I can't connect with them in, in the flow that, that we, we all need. I need to be able to be present for them on the spot and to be able to move out of the way. So that means that I have to, which I'm grateful to do, I can't say it's always easy, mm -hmm. but I have, to, um, I have to pay attention to my own thoughts and feelings. I definitely have to, to live their teachings, which Absolutely. is a joy, but as you know, sometimes it can make us feel a little bit lonely as human beings. Oh, yeah, as human beings, <laughs> not as beings, but as human Not beings. as beings, just yeah. as human beings. No, because, yeah, I get it. Because we're not indulging in that conversation of complaint, which is right. like 99% of the conversations here on earth. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's funny, and when you do, when you're in that conversation of complaint and you try and steer people away from it, they vehemently hold on as if, you know, like, mm -hmm. you're interrupting me. I need to complain some more. <laughs> oh, yeah, I get it. Um, and also I, I want to say, you know, I, I hang out with lots of healers that channel extraordinary energies. And, um, you know, when you're used to that vibration of divine love that you channel and you live, when you move out of that and hit a more negative thought, it really knocks you around, right? Mm -hmm. It's like it's like the ordinary person who's not asking for this sort of guidance or just living their lives can can indulge in negative thoughts, and it doesn't really have a big effect on their life. In fact, they hardly even notice it because it's a default setting. But when you become a healer, teacher, channel in service to the divine, you really do have to walk the talk. Otherwise, you get really knocked around when. Um, you indulge back into those old negative thoughts, don't you find? Well, absolutely. But here's the truth. Being knocked around, as you say, is what's happening to every single human being right. all the time from that negativity. Yeah. And so um, one of the things that that, that the, I call them the 12 big guns, um, that, they, that they like to teach. They, you know, they're, they're, they don't use weapons. They use powerful tools of, of love and color. Is that they ask that where we find negativity or lower vibrations or people who are struggling, that we send, we send love. And we, one, of, one of the things that they'll this is just a little quick thing is I'll ask them to drop flaming rainbow swords straight from heaven, especially into Washington, DC. Um, but anywhere else in the world, 
you know, like, like Hong Kong, for example, and the Amazon, um, wherever, wherever it's needed. And, and so what, is, what does that mean? It means that they understand that we are asking for help. And so they're sending that highest vibration of love that will then anchor into Archangel Gaia's heart. And it creates a positive energy vortex that is sweeping, sweeping, sweeping up the sorrow, the grief, the shame, the guilt, the drama, trauma, and transforming it. So we can, all of us, all the time, be making a positive difference so that not only do we get knocked around less because we're saying, you know, I'm going to walk in love, but we're helping the whole schoolroom to, to lift up, to experience something better. Absolutely. The challenge is, is that there are masses of human beings that actually like to be victims. They, they actually like Believe it or not, they love fear and they like to suffer. Now, um, that's only on an ego level. That's not on a soul level or a heart level. So those rainbow swords are saying prayers for those who are suffering. You know, it's powerful because what we're really doing, Karen, is we're saying, angels and higher selves souls of all these people please just scoot that ego back into alignment and that's why so many people are waking up all over the earth you know it's like i know it's just exponential because like you i've been doing this for almost 30 years showcasing (laughs) new old teachers and um yeah like years ago in my 30s i used to run a group called the um Academy of Light, which was inspired by Archangel Michael um, to Rosemary Butterworth, who's now retired. And um, we used to talk about angels a lot back then, but the conversation on the internet doesn't seem to be so angel-focused anymore. Uh, That's why I thought everyone was talking about angels. But I want to get back to what you were saying. But I I spoke to another lady years ago uh, whose name has escaped me. Oh, she'll come from Ireland, Scotland. Uh, Lorna Byrne. Do you know Lorna Byrne, the angel lady? Oh, so she said something uh, that angels don't incarnate. She said something really interesting about angels. She said that they don't have souls and they don't incarnate into human form. And what I was trying to get from that, because I think that language is a really poor way of trying to describe what what we talk about when we're talking about the angelic realms or or anything non-physical is that maybe they're not participating like human souls do in the whole learning thing, the lesson thing, the coming to earth and forgetting and then having karma and coming back and doing it again. And I I, I don't know. Could you kind of expand on that? We are the 12 archangels of the central soul. Yes. We have souls. With all great respect to Dr. Lauren, what we feel is that there's just a misconception that is around language. 
What she is trying to describe is a vibration of purest love that cannot be contaminated. It cannot be pulled down into the human experience that says, I must suffer. I must live a life of pain. We do incarnate because we must. But the best way to understand this is to hear there is no separation between earth and heaven and anywhere else in the universe. So where you think of the central soul as something that cannot be divided into bits and pieces and incarnate as Karen's soul or Belinda's soul or Lauren's soul, we say, just look at it from a different perspective. All souls come from the central soul. All souls come from the central soul, the heart of the Creator. So we say that because of oneness, there is no separation. What beautiful Dr. Lauren was explaining is about a pure, untaintable vibration. But this vibration is accessible on schoolroom earth. And it actually lives within the molecules of each and every one of you. And we thank you for allowing it to grow, to expand, and to heal you. Blessings be, for we are all one. Ah, again, it's hard to talk with this energy. Just want to bask in it. It's like just being in the sun, just basking in the sun. Um, so I hear that it's kind of like this angelic energy that we speak about as separate to us is us, is an aspect of our soul, uh, like our guardian angel is, is us. Would that be what they're saying in this oneness? So they're really talking, they're asking this to come straight through Belinda. They're, they're trying to describe different vibrations. Mm-hmm. So when you are a human being, you are going through the human experience, and so you have an ego. Angels, in the sense of as we know them in their, in their purest love, do not have an ego that has the ability to separate from heart and soul. Mm-hmm. Do they have personalities? Absolutely, they have personalities. But their personalities do not allow for deviation from pure love. Where the human, when we incarnate as a human being, we get to, we get to experience that. We get to have an ego that, or another way to put it is we have a brain that has the logical, rational, um, past, present, future, controlling ego part of it. And then we have another part of our brain, which is the spiritual, creative, intuitive, 
much bigger part of our brain. Angels, they use the part of the, the consciousness that just focuses on love. So guardian angels are exactly that, but it's really describing a role of an angelic being in that that angelic being has decided, has chosen to look after Karen, for example. And so we do have a team of angels and they have they they can have specialized jobs it doesn't mean that they don't overlap can an archangel be a guardian angel absolutely archangel michael is one of your guardian angels so it's it's that it's so hard for our human brain that does go into separation it's the left cliche hemisphere that does that yep but if you'll breathe into it and just kind of be as that little child, then it starts to make common sense. It just starts to feel right. And it's like, okay, I understand. Let's keep it simple. I need help. I thank those angels for showing up and protecting me and helping me change my reality from the inside out. Mm-hmm. They're very much about that we create our reality all the time, we human beings. Mm. Um, and so we are co-creating with the creator. The difference is that on Schoolroom Earth, we have a subconscious that is piled up with fear. There's cabinets and closets and basements and cellars <laughs> that hold it holds on to those lower vibrations. Mm. Love transforms these lower vibrations. So when we are living in an experience where we are suffering and we want to change that, it's not really about finding the best surgeon or the best doctor. It's about asking, okay, where are those beliefs inside of me that say, I'm supposed to be punished through pain and suffering. Where are those beliefs? And I give wherever they are, I give them back to the creator. I give them back to the central sun. And I forgive the story. Whatever the old story is, I forgive it. Mm. Then we change deep down inside of ourselves. And the outer reality has to change because of the divine law as above so below as within so So without without. Mm -hmm. oh you just brought to mind a beautiful friend of mine that transitioned when she was 40 who was born thalidomide affected remember the 60s the Mm. thalidomide so uh, when she was on her spiritual journey she met some people that said that to her you know oh you're suffering in this lifetime because um you know bad karma or you know like just that story which um, is not what it's about at all. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's not a punishment. Punishment, that's right. You're being punished for being bad in the past. That's what she said to me one day. She said, somebody told me that I'm being punished because I was bad in a past lifetime. But no. the opposite of that was true and that she was a great soul who chose huge contrast in order to teach others. Yes. And, um, and well, she did. So I wanted to have a look. I also want to talk about how they interact and dovetail and 
you know, oversee our ET friends, but I'll get back and I'll get to that later because I want to talk about trauma and love. You know, we speak so much about this unconditional love and I think with a lot of people they can't imagine why there's so much if love created this earth why is there so much trauma and suffering um and how do the angels help us when we're going through that you know why do they let us go through the trauma and the suffering and how do they help us when they when we do so karen what what the angels teach is that fear which is the opposite of love is the energy that is or the vibration really that is the um the the parent of all suffering and that that suffering and trauma gives us an opportunity to choose love and to feel our feelings they say that to feel your feelings human being connects you with the divine feminine the divine feminine opens you to receive whatever it is that you need from source it is not the creator's will for anyone to suffer but because of past incarnations when there were egos a lot of egos that were way out of balance with their hearts and their souls they went on power trips and they learned that they could oppress the people and um religion was created that separated the human being from the creator from god and so we were indoctrinated we human beings a lot of people it, 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 they don't realize that in their subconscious because there's a collective subconscious mm-hmm. that we all can have layers of you know um false religious beliefs that say to suffer is good yeah to, to suffer purges sin from our bodies and it goes on and on and on and on so when we haven't transformed those layers can we have all of that rise up and create illness and suffering yes but if we can look at it as that okay this is a movie and we're the director of the movie and we say okay what is this teaching me this is what the 12 archangels ask us to do all the time is you you turn it around what is this tragedy teaching me what is the gift of this and then it loses that charge and it just it's like popping a balloon it loses all of that power over us and we can it's pretty incredible how pain can leave us okay right physical pain you they know, say it's guilt is guilt okay physical pain is guilt right I'm just thinking I've never met her but she's someone that comments on all my YouTubes and so I've heard a lot from her who's in according to her excruciating physical pain and uh yeah and and so she's pouring out her pain to me all the time through the comments 
and I would, uh, her name is Kim. Uh, so this is for you, Kim. <laughs> Maybe there's a message for her from the angels because uh, we've not had an opportunity to connect through sessions because she's in and out of hospital and she's just in excruciating mm -hmm. pain a lot and she's watching all the shows and she's receiving a lot from the shows, but she just keeps telling me and sends me emails that she's in just this excruciating pain. So is it her, is it guilt? Is that her guilt that's coming But up? it's not on a conscious level. It's, okay. an, it's on a deep subconscious level. When I tune in to Kim in quite a long, long time ago of past lives, um, she was tortured. Okay. But not only was it physical, it was emotional and mental torture where she was brainwashed to believe that she was to take on the suffering of the world. Right. So she is doing that. She's actually soaking up the suffering of the world and the pain of the world. And she needs to hand that pain over to the creator, over to the angels and say, enough. She may need some support to reach those deep beliefs and transform that past life and that indoctrination because it happened to her as a child. And so when we are indoctrinated or we suffer as children, that goes so deep within us. And it does play out lifetime after lifetime because we're trying to heal it. The soul is trying to heal it because it's a lie. It's illusion. So it comes back in repeating some of the same old story, not to make us suffer, but because it's trying to heal it. Right? We're trying to bring the, the turmoil and the fear and the guilt and the shame and all of the stuff right out into the love, into the light for healing. The soul does the same thing. Okay, so it's not her job to heal the suffering of the world. It's her job to embody love. Absolutely. And it's not that they're, they're, her angels are saying it's not that Kim isn't doing that it's that she doesn't realize that there's another part of her spiritual mind that is actually blaming herself that she can't seem to eradicate this pain and so they say kim all day long say thank you angels i give this pain to you i don't want to carry it anymore i get it's not my job so Thank you. And that that's going to help. Thank you. Thank you for that. I hope, I hope you're listening, Kim, and I hope this does help. And, um, yeah, just keep saying thank you. It's not easy. I've done it, but it's not easy in the middle of excruciating pain to find gratitude, but it's possible. It's absolutely possible, yeah. And the two can't exist simultaneously, you know, the vibration, the frequency of gratitude and the frequency of pain. So when you do embody that gratitude, you can't be in pain anymore. You just can't. This is true, Karen, but the angels really want to say to anyone out there who is suffering and who has physical pain, the last thing that you want to do is beat yourself up for being in pain 
You don't want to go into the part of your ego that says, I'm not doing enough. I'm not transforming enough. I'm not releasing enough. It's to really fill up with gratitude just for your beautiful humanity, your beautiful self, and say, Creator, I'm your beloved child. Thank you for taking this pain from my vessel. And whatever you need me to participate in, whatever you need my conscious mind to participate in, I'm in. I'm here. I'm willing. I am willing. That willingness is all truly that is needed. Absolutely. Um, so beautifully said. You know, I've also heard you say in another interview that um, when the uh, angels, archangels, created Schoolroom Earth, so this polarized environment where we could, as souls, come into experience density or fear, who knew that fear would be so entertaining? <laughs> who knew? And what I'm seeing a lot amongst the sort of light worker community is that all these people are reaching out to do good in the world, but they're focused on the fear and not the love. So one of the fears that is coming up at the moment is the 5G. You know, I have had umpteen emails and Facebook messages of people to join groups against 5G. Let's all rally against this 5G. And another message yesterday, Karen, what do your mob say about the 5G? And uh, I know what my mob say. What, what do your mob say about the 5G, Belinda? <laughs> well, let's ask them. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we say, again, most precious, beloved human beings, that fear multiplies. And so when you give power over to fear, you are multiplying the fear. If you take 5G in your intention and you say wherever the 5G network is going to be on Schoolroom Earth, I allow the angels and the helpers in heaven to fill it with love and transform any fear or harm that is held within the intention that designed it or created it. I allow all EMFs of any variety to be lifted up and returned with grace and ease to the Creator. For I choose to walk in love and to communicate in love. This is our response. Don't be afraid of 5G. Do something powerful, loving, compassionate, and full of gratitude about it what
can we do about it? I mean, most people think that what they can do about it is to push against it and scream about it and um, say, we don't want this, we don't want this. Uh, but it's rolling out. It's, you know, I live in the city. It's everywhere. Like we're surrounded by this, uh, there's just so much fear around it. But I agree with, you know, why would I not agree with what they say that love, uh, the frequency, the vibrational energy of love can transmute any vibration, be it a 5G vibration or a negative thought being, you know, someone attacking you with negative thoughts or whatever vibration you deem as bad that love can counteract, transmute, overcome all of it, right? Absolutely. It can. It can. So instead of pushing against it, love it and just think about a better way if it's not optimal for our communication network or for the health of humanity, love, love that it's being, love the intention of which it's being rolling out and see right. another... it can't be stopped. Um, the angels say that it is, it is happening. Yeah. It's actually quite Atlantean in its nature. Okay. And uh, that, that the, um, that the ancient ones that are walking around the, on the earth, right. you yourself being one, um, understand this is Atlantis coming to life. And so it's that there are, again, some egos out there that want, want us to be afraid. Mm -hmm. They want us to be afraid. So does 5G generate more electromagnetic frequency? It does, but take that energy and transmute it. If you take the fear out of it, it can't hurt you. And it won't, you won't, it won't fill you with toxicity. Um, the angels teach that truly it is your own thoughts and denying your feelings and your needs that creates toxicity and then illness. So instead of looking outside of yourself at, oh my goodness, this 5G is horrible. Hey, what's going on inside of you? What are you, what are you not communicating? What, what communications are you ignoring? And they understand that human beings love drama yeah. and they love to, to believe that it's part of the left brain, that they're being victimized by whether it's the cabal or some kind of bad people or ooby-goobies out there. But if you walk the path of love and divine oneness, you, are, you become a flowing fountain of love. You become, just like Gandhi said, the change you want to see in the world. So you become the transformer. So become the transformer. If you truly call yourself a healer and a light worker, then work with the light that is the true meaning that the ancient Egyptians called the light, which really means love. Yes. Thank you for that. I can't stress that message enough. Thank you for that. Yeah, the fear of the radiation or the fear of the fat in the food or the sugar or the 
the fear is going to do more harm than any of the physical construct that we fear. It is the fear itself that harms you, not the frequency of 5G or the too much sugar in your food or whatever you're fearing. Yeah, the chocolate biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend that channels and she was she eats too many chocolate biscuits and she was scoffing one in her mouth one day and one of her mob came through and said if you're gonna eat that eat it with love don't eat it with fear <laughs> it's going to make a lot difference how you digest it in the vibration in which you think about it yeah so thank you for that that's such a powerful message yeah the fear is so entertaining i know our whole entertaining network our whole entertainment network is based on fear and and in fact i think that if there isn't some sort of fear involved in some sort of form of entertainment that it's not entertaining and we have to overcome that this this fear is you know is so entertaining and we want more of it and even the light weavers all right we're running out of time i just want to get into the um you know extraterrestrials because i think that angels have been so put in the pocket of religion and i think that as you as the as you and the angels said before you know religions perpetuated a lot of limiting ideas on our planet around expansion and really understanding who the angels are but they're not just archangels to humanity they're archangels to every being in the cosmos right they created all of it it's like humans seem to think we're the only ones with angels but all extraterrestrial or all life throughout the cosmos is governed or guided by them right this is true this is true um these are beings but there is no hierarchy and they really want to make that clear yeah they are called to hold the highest level of consciousness which is love throughout the the great universe the one universe, the omniverse, or the the um, the cosmos. So, um, but they say, as far as ETs go, that they want us human beings to understand. Well, there's, you know, you don't come from here. You you you're not born in your first grade classroom. You come from all places throughout the great universe to study here, to learn and grow. So are there some beings and souls that are uh, indigenous to schoolroom earth? It depends on how you look at that. Uh, the, all, all seeds of life come from the heart of the creator. So there was a lot of alchemy required to be able to create a bipolar brain. So the angels say, we will just let you sit with that because we don't want to open Pandora's box and have egos um, throwing, they, they are saying spoiled eggs in, in the heavens towards our direction. <laughs> we say that that did take some engineering to create yeah. that bipolar brain. Yeah. But your soul comes, all souls come from the, the center. And that is why your path is to find your center. And that is about choosing love. So if you are experiencing anything 
that doesn't bring you joy. We encourage you to step out of hopelessness and helplessness and to say, show me what I need to learn from this. Show me what I need to learn about myself. Show me so that I can create and manifest something far better, far happier for me and through me for all concerned. Because the human collective is always also one body. So it's, it's like whatever one human being does, it's the law of one that helps self, helps another. Whenever you help another, you help the collective. So this is why it is so imperative for anyone with consciousness, for anyone that is aware enough that they know logically to make the choice of love. Make that choice. Make that choice. Because you came, you incarnated into Schoolroom Earth to help lift up the collective through you, through your DNA, through your atoms, through your thoughts, through your feelings, through your communication, through your beliefs. Yeah. It's like we're a cell in the body of the consciousness. Uh, we're mm -hmm. one cell, and as yeah, as we transform, it all transforms. All of it transforms. Because again, being entertained by the fear thing, there's a lot of people out there talking about. Um, and it's not to say that it's not true, but they're talking about how there's like these controlling ETs that created this control drama or this bipolar mind, or that created the density. And as I listen to their conversations, I think to myself, and with gratitude that they did, because how mm. could a soul who is pure positive energy experience density without some form of life creating it? You know, whether it's a reptilian alien or a cabal or right. whatever, you know, thanks guys for giving me this experience rather than, fight, again, fighting against the, <laughs> you know, like there's so many people that are just indulged in the war Belinda, mm -hmm. you know, the right, the the fight against good and evil, and I think from your perspective and the archangel's perspective, there is no war. There is only you know light and dark. There is only love, and then love gets to experience the you know million different shades of experience that it can experience in every world and every density. So. Um, there's nothing to fight against. There's only to be grateful for all of it and then make a choice from that, right? Choose. Ab absolutely, absolutely. And are those um, thought forms and, and entities, are they ready to be returned to the center? Are they ready to be returned to the creator? Absolutely. One of the things that human beings can forget, especially those um, that love spiritual studies. And it's that the dark or the lower vibrations always want to return to the light or to the love. That's how it's all created because love is the greatest, greater magnetic force. Right. It's, it's, it's regular physics. If you take warm in a room, 
and cold in a room, the warm will actually move to the cold to neutralize it. So there's always that neutralization going on. So instead of getting involved in, oh my goodness, I need to go, you know, fight the lizards or the grays or the whatever it is. How about you shower them with love? Yeah. How about you remember if their task is done and they created that density millennia ago, which time is illusion, but if that's already been accomplished, understand they, they want to return to the light and to the love because anything that is existing in fear is suffering. Yeah. Anything and everything. So instead of being a fighter, always choose to be a lover. Be a lover. <laughs> because we are lovers. That's who we are, right? We are the lovers. And it takes so much energy away from us to be the fighter. And when we stop fighting, we, that energy returns. Like we just mm -hmm. energize because we stop pushing against. We stop saying no. Yeah. And we start saying yes. Yeah, yes to all of it. Yes to the love. Yes to the fear. Yes to all of it. But yeah, yes to the light uh, that created all of it. You know, as I think about it, it must have been pretty tough. Like as you say, um, to create density, once you've created it, it's going to naturally acclimate. It's going to naturally move back to where it comes from to sort of, it's like magnetized back to the light. So in order to create the density, it would have been really hard work. It's like it would have been skillful. Whoever created the density, they were very skillful in doing it. It would not have been mm -hmm. uh, to give us these experiences because, you know, when we all reemerge, we realize that we are that love and that we could never have mm -hmm. been hurt anyway. So, right. Right. Well, 1010 here in Australia. Um, uh, any last messages from the angels to people listening and watching the show? Um, there's many other things that we could talk about, but I think we've covered it mostly. Okay, let's see what they what want to they say. say. <laughs> we call on you to be brave. We ask for you to be that divine child that wants the truth. Stomp your foot and say, I want the truth. Angels, helpers in heaven, ascended master teachers, I want to know the truth. I want to know my truth. For my truth will set me free. Humanity, we say to you, this is a glorious time on Schoolroom Earth. And we thank you for your service. And we thank you for being brave and courageous. So what we ask of you is to ask and to receive. You have been so trained to be in your masculine and to give and to give and to give. So receive. Ask the Divine Mother to fill you up and to receive your dreams come true through you, for you. For as you do this, you will know your truth and you will feel that the only truth is called love. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Our precious sisters and brothers, we are with you, always with you. Ah, oh, absolutely. Mm. Never alone, surrounded by the team, surrounded by the mob. Uh, I'm just going to do one, one last thing. I know I said the last one was the last thing, but we're coming up to 2020. It's like round the corner and there's been so many messages that have come through different people I've had on the show that it's going to be quite a um, expansive year. Uh, maybe every year after that was the same. Maybe we could say that about every year, but there's something about some shifting something shifting in 2020. Do they have anything to say about that, um, about next year? Have they been talking about that or not really? They just really just focus on love. No matter what happens, it's all about love. So they just popped a message into my brain mm -hmm. that they say, wouldn't it be a wonderful time to have 2020 vision restored to humanity. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. 2020 vision. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. I shall see again. We shall see again. Yeah, so absolutely. That's really been the messages that have been coming through this expansion of awareness. So we're going to see more of who we are as multidimensional beings. But you know, that's not, that's not going to be easy for a lot of people that have been living inside a very limited paradigm. So lots of paradigm smashing next year, like lots of paradigms being exploded and sort of like when you think that life is one way, it's going to be, really? <laughs> like even like, are angels real? Even that's a paradigm for many people. They're actually real or ETs are real or... We live beyond this life, you know, life after death for many people, not the people that are watching this show, but for many. So more of humanity will be restored to 2020 vision. Is that what they're saying? Mm -hmm. And they say that most human beings believe far more than what they admit to <laughs> believing. This is true. <laughs> This is true. A absolutely, this is true. I'm not someone to shy away from these conversations. So in any uh, circumstance, social circumstance, I'm talking angels and ETs and people go, really? They do the shock thing and then they secretly say, yeah, I believe in that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, I know. Yeah. So maybe uh, to just admit, admit what you believe. Oh, Belinda, it's been so beautiful. Thank you so much for gracing us with your wisdom and your presence. And it's been wonderful fun. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'd love to talk with you again. What's coming up for you in the coming years? More of the same? Have you got anything special that you want to let people know about? Any work? Well, the... Um, uh, the 12 Archangels, I channeled uh, two new courses just this past spring. Okay. One is called, um, oh my goodness, let me, uh, it's Wealth Recreation and Inner Worth Transformation together with the 12 Archangels Guide to Creating a New Financial Reality. Cool. And it's, it's, a, it's a 
two channeled courses that go together. And it was all brand new material for me. And it's quite incredible. They go straight for the subconscious beliefs and give very simple tools to transform those beliefs because their whole um, mission is to help, especially healers and light workers, creative musicians and healers and artists to, hey, we're going to teach you how to get your prosperity into your everyday life. And so it's fascinating. It's really amazing. And um, so those courses are up on my website. And, and I just feel um, quite just so enthusiastic about it because we're so controlled by money. Oh, yeah. So controlled by it. And these courses, they just, they reveal everything about it and, and how to really overcome any financial limitation. And then in a nutshell, it's happened to the creativity of your soul, but they teach you exactly how to do that. Whatever subconscious blocks are preventing that, they give you the tools for it. So, um, Absolutely. It's been pretty incredible. Well, that's wonderful because I have to say I, you know, I've been doing this as long as you and that's the one thing I see see is people that awaken and then they're earning this huge packets of money from their corporate job and now they want to be healers or light workers or musicians or poets or I don't know something and like don't give up. You like there's so much fear around that. Absolutely. Don't give up your day job. <laughs> yeah. It's like, how do you? And then there are a lot of money, people making money on teaching these people how to market themselves. And what I have found is that I spent $4,000 on a marketing course years ago and I didn't want to use any of it because it was all fear-based right. marketing. Right. And I can't teach love and then market myself with fear. And so Absolutely. I want to say to you guys out there that please don't fall for those marketing courses that are using scarcity and limitation to market yourself because you can't teach love and then market yourself with a fear-based, yeah, yeah. So, so we just, we have to do the work inside. It's not about what great marketing course we buy. It's about, it's about letting go of the fear of not having enough inside. That's the best marketing course we could do, right? Absolutely. Totally. 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 Mm -hmm. So, so thank you for that. <laughs> thank you for mm -hmm. that. I'm sure there'll be lots of people looking into that one. It's all, all be on your website. Um, yeah. It's all about doing the work within letting go of those paradigms. This fear of money thing was a huge one for me. Huge one. Yeah. And I couldn't. What's well, so incarcerating, you know, it imprisons, it imprisons us. Yeah, absolutely. And stops people from doing their work because it, they it totally just, does. Yeah, yeah, they can't make money out of it, so they go back and do some menial job that just pays them money, and then mm. really don't feel fulfilled. I see that a lot. So yeah, this is really important for the light weavers, I call them, the new world mm. teachers, to overcome that fear of the money system, mm -hmm. and just know that you're absolutely, you know, when you embody that, I'm loved, I'm supported. It just all it just manifests. It cannot but not manifest when you embody it. It just cannot but not manifest that support, whether that's financial support or any other support. Yeah. Thank you again. Thank you again. I don't want to let you go. It's just so beautiful, but I know we should go. Thank you again for being on the show.
Thank you so much. Well, how beautiful was that? Isn't Belinda gorgeous? I, um, I've been wanting to have her on the show for a while. I saw her oh, a year or two ago, a couple of years ago, I can't remember. And the angels asked me to put more angelic messages on the show. And, um, you know, I look for people that are the real deal. I, I know there's lots of people out there channeling angels, but not to say they're not the real deal. I don't know what I look for, but it's a vibrational frequency that I feel. And that's what I look for. And Belinda definitely holds that frequency. The mob, her mob, my mob, same mob. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'm looking for, same mob. Anyway, we're all one in the eyes of God anyway. Uh, but uh, she, she, she is the real deal. You know, after I turned off the recording, we chatted as we do. And she was kind of giving me some guidance, some readings, which is not often that people do that. I'm usually doing that, believe it or not, for the people that I have on the show. Uh, I, I didn't ask for it, but she can't help herself. She just starts, you know, they just start blurbing through her. And I have to say, it's not that she told me anything I didn't already know. But the thing about guidance is that, you know, you get it and then your ego mind kind of pushes against it or says, oh, you're making it up or that's not real or really you can't do that. And so like anybody, I've got that beautiful ego part of myself that doubts and pushes things aside. So it's this unbelievable confirmation that you get when you get that guidance. It's like everything she told me, my mob have told me. And, um, you know, my ego said, can that really happen? That sounds too good to be true. And she confirmed it. So it's great to have that confirmation, just wonderful. I think that that's what all readers do. They just speak to your own knowing, your own guidance, uh, push aside that ego part of you that doubts that you can be and do and have all that you can think of, can dream of. And uh, even when it's not a personal dream, it's a, more of a collective dream because as we dream, we create, right? And we're not just creating personally, we're creating for the collective. So as we as we manifest our dreams, we manifest for the whole. Because like she said so many times during that conversation, we're one, we're one, we're one, we're one. We're one with our angelic, angelic energy. We're one with source energy. We're one with all of it. And, uh, and not to push against any of it, not to label it as good and bad or right and wrong, just to see it as experience that we're going through as we're returning, being magnetized back to the source of pure positive energy and experiencing all this contrast and density along the way. But we're one with all of it. Yeah, so I would highly recommend, you know, if you want to have a session with her, beautiful, just basking in the energy is enough. I hope that you feel the energy as much as I did. You know, I sort of turned the camera off just to put her on when she was talking so I could just sit back close my eyes and just bask <laughs> and then of course I have to turn the camera back on and like go back into the questioning mind okay right I've got to answer the question now but um, so easy just to sort of get lost in the um, beautiful energy the energy of love the energy of home the energy of who we are we are love you are love remember to feel it you are love remember to be it you're the lover not the fighter so whether you're fighting against your own emotions or the 5G network or the cabal or the evil reptilian <laughs> aliens or whatever you perceive that you have to fight against, your ex-boyfriend, your parents, 
your lover. Stop, put down your arms, stop the fight and return to love. That's what you're here to do. As a light weaver on this earth, you're here to be the love, to remember, to remind others to be the love and remind others. So yes, I hope you enjoyed that beautiful conversation with Belinda Womack. Just stunning, stunning, stunning. And uh, coming up in the inner sanctum, I think I said to you last time, if you were listening to the end of the show last time, is Susie Hansen. And we're going to talk about her ET, her dual soul connection, her ET connections and how they've evolved out of fear. Even though they perceive their greys that she deals with, I think that she deals with many other forms of uh, extraterrestrial life, but again, they are us in many ways. They are uh, a future us. They have evolved from this planet, um, but they've evolved out of fear. And when we evolve out of fear on this planet, we once again join our cosmic brothers and sisters, but we can get on with creating so much more expansion than just sort of rolling around in the mud down here on planet Earth, just repeating the same old stories, the same old complaint, different person, different husband, different boyfriend, different girlfriend, same complaint. You know, we're just sort of like going around in circles. We get lost in the, in the fear-based stories. So once we evolve out of fear, the sky is not the limit. <laughs> the universe is not the limit. There's so much expansion and creativity available to us as a collective. Uh, we can just do amazing things. Be and so we can do that now when we return to love. So uh, yeah, so come and have a listen to Susie talk about her ET communication and connections and what they get up to. Mm, fascinating the technology they have, the consciousness technology they have, how they can flit around the universe at no space and time. It's amazing what you can do when you return to love. And. Uh, Mary Rodwell is um, September. She's in a couple of weeks. We're doing a thing in my home. So if you're in Sydney, come and uh, yeah, join us on the 15th of September. And uh, coming up on the show, ooh, Nick, what's his name? I have to remember his name. We're going to talk about. Um, we're going to talk more about this. You know, the idea of fear and how it's controlling us. And he's going to come at it from a scientific perspective he's a researcher and a scientist and a, a politician or the son of a politician brilliant brilliant mind intuitive and intellectual mind coming up on the show if i could only remember his last name starts with a b anyway it's coming up lots more coming up so thanks again for joining me and remember to buy the book awaken by death lots of enlightened stories in the book and uh join us in the inner sanctum i invited belinda to come in next year to uh, give us our little tribes of messages from the archangels. <clears throat> I would highly recommend doing that course around letting go of the limitations of money that she was talking about. I think that that's, a, that's going to be a powerful, powerful course. And we were talking about it and it's not expensive at all. Not at all. A little more expensive for Australians, but not expensive at all. So yeah, really manageable. Love you all and I'll see you again soon. Bye for now.